Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. You know, in this doom and gloom time we're in right now, sometimes you just need, it's the little things that kind of get you over the hump and get you good from one day to the next day. So true. And uh, I happened to notice one of those things today when I came peeling into the parking lot here at the radio station. Uh, They finally cleared all of the gravel out of the parking lot here. Oh, finally. So this winter in Edmonton was a disaster. It was just nonstop freezing rain forever. And so they were throwing down gravel like candy, and it was basically it was like a playground in our I've parking lot. I've never seen that much gravel in our parking lot. It was insane. It was nuts. And, and great timing, too. You know, they clean up the gravel the day after they sprayed me across the parking lot with the fire hose. Yeah. And I got road rash all over me. So Yeah, <laughs> that really worked out. It but, is a it is a good look, though, when they finally do clean that stuff up. Oh, it's God. It's like the city's reborn. Yeah, it gives you the the thought that maybe winter is indeed actually over. Yeah. But it was weird because they were, the crews were here yesterday taking care of it and cleaning it up. But they were doing it, they had like a leaf blower and they were just blowing the gravel across the parking lot. Were they wearing, were they at least wearing like uh, face masks or some sort of mask? I think they were because it was insanely dusty. But I just thought that's a long day at work when you're just... It was one of those big backpack gas-powered guys, but they were just yeah. blowing rocks all day, and then they would have to scoop them up in a shovel and take them somewhere. It was just a – that's a long day at work. So I salute the people that are out there cleaning that up because Lord knows I appreciate it. Now I can finally go and do what I like to do most, which is eat off the floor in the parking lot. Yeah, I've seen you do that before. Hey, I'm Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly. It's the Friday edition of the podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating and reviewing. Um, we really do appreciate that. On Friday mornings, we like to do recommendations. And it's not like we're telling you have to watch or listen or do these things. It's not like we're the boss of you. <laughs> or are we? Um, Bryce, you have no recommendation this week? No, I've been rattling around in my brain trying to think of something interesting I've done or seen over the last week. And I'm coming up empty. Well, that's because your personal life is so full right now. You don't have time for TV or movies or yeah, books. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I, I don't think so I've, much going on. I don't think I've started a new series uh, of late. Right now, me and my best girl we're rewatching Malcolm in the Middle. Why? I don't get that. I, it's, it's I watched it the first few seasons anyway when it was on back like twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen a second of it since. And I don't know. It was just on. It's one of those things. They're 20 minute long episodes. So you can really like pound through them pretty fast while you're eating dinner or whatever, doing something else. Yeah. And actually it's a pretty good show. Oh, I know it was like it was, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying like, why would you be watching that? Because it was a great show, but aren't there other things? You would think so, but I'm drawing blanks right now. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to have to do a recommendation for two then. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to agree with this one or not, but 
my recommendation recommendation this week is a 45 minute YouTube video posted by friend of the show George Strombolopoulos on his House of Strombo channel. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, it's just him sitting at his kitchen table with Getty Lee and Alex Lyson from Rush. Yes. And this is recorded very, very recently because in this interview, they discussed the death of Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters, among a bunch of other things. But the thing about Rush, for me personally, is that I wouldn't call myself their biggest fan. I love the stuff that I love, but I'm not likely going to listen to an album from front to back unless it's 2112 or Moving Pictures. But I have so much respect for this band. And one of my biggest regrets is never going to see them live, especially since I've lived in cities where they've been playing. I've had opportunities. I just never made the effort. And now I never will get to see them because, you know, they lost one of their members, Neil Peart. Um, anyway, it's a super interesting conversation. And George Strombolopoulos is so good at what he does. Like, no notes in front of the guy. He just sits down and talks to people. And I love that. I did see clips of this thing. I haven't seen the full 45 minutes of it. But, yeah, yeah. he is really good. He just lets them talk. And they are interesting, very smart guys. Yes. And I'm the same way. Like, I, I've heard a few of their albums. I've never done a real deep dive into them. But they're one of those bands that we as Canadians, if we don't put them on our shoulders the way we should because that band has had outrageous success. Oh my God. Yeah. Globally. Internationally. Yeah. They oh. are a huge deal. Like they are a huge band and I feel like we don't, we need to be uh, flying yeah. the rush flag a little better in Canada. And I feel like uh, I could be doing a better job of, you know, wearing a rush t-shirt from time to time or blasting one of their albums from my car stereo. But I think, one of the things that I admire most about the band is their friendship with each other. These guys are close, and you can tell just by the way, you know, they still look like a newlywed couple. Like, they look at each other when the other one's talking, and they love each other like brothers. And that kind of closeness within a band is very rare. And these guys have been together for 40, I don't know, 40 or 50 years probably, maybe more. And you can tell that they still thoroughly enjoy each other's company. And the way they talk about their late friend and drummer, Neil Peart, is absolutely beautiful. We should all be so lucky to have a friend or two that will be with us for our entire lives. House of Strom Strombo is um, it's just a great YouTube channel, too. The people that he gets to come play in his house is unreal. And you have to wonder, where does he live that he can have, you know, the cult playing in his house and his neighbors aren't freaking out. Yeah, like I saw a couple of years ago, he had a Lexus on fire play in his house and there was people yes. I know were there. And <laughs> yeah. it's just like, and that's a pretty rough band to be playing in your living room. Oh yeah, he's had death from above in there. <laughs> uh, Stone Temple Pilots were in his house one day. Robert Plant, the guy from Led Zeppelin was in his house. I don't know if he performed, but he was in George Strombolopoulos' house. But one of the best videos, and I don't think you can find it. You'll have to search for this one on Facebook. That's where I always find it because for some reason it's disappeared from YouTube. But the um, choir, choir, choir doing the Tragically Hips' Last of the Unplucked Gems 
in House of Strombo will give you chills. So that's my recommendation this week. Uh, House of Strombo, great guy, George Strombolopoulos, and uh, his interview with Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson. It's fantastic. Do you want to talk about the time you met Getty Lee? I just got that in my Facebook memory yesterday, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was so awkward. Four years ago. I was, uh, you and I, uh, are we telling this story again or is it old? I like this story. Well, nobody's going to be able to see the picture because I can't hold it up. You won't be able to see it. But I think it was four years ago. I got the memory from four years ago. And you and I were in Toronto for Canadian Music Week. And we were at the Broadcast Industry Awards dinner. And we were standing in the lobby of the hall that we were supposed to be going into. And I'm standing there and out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, Oh my God, that's Alex Lifeson standing like six feet from me. And I started to, you know, I, I got all nervous. I started probably blushing for some reason. And then I looked exactly six feet to my right and it was Getty Lee standing right there. Like yeah. both these, we were sharing the same air. Yeah, they were getting some award that night. And yeah, uh, yeah we're standing in the hall. And we were one of the last ones to go into the ballroom. So it was like an emptying hallway and yeah. only a handful of people were there. It was like you, me, the guys and from our, Rush. And then the guys from Rush and Julie Adam, our <laughs> national program director, <laughs> grabs my phone and she pushes me towards Getty Lee. And uh, she's like, hey, I'm Julie. Can Garner get his picture with you, Getty? He, it's the worst picture in history because I'm smiling like an idiot, idiot channel, a child. And he looks like he's just having the worst day of his life. Yeah, he was not down for that interaction at all. Oh, but it was a great <laughs> moment for me. So anyway, watch that video with Alex Lifeson and Getty Lee. It's fantastic. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Let me say this confidently. People are weird at night. It's alarming to me the number of people that texted in and talk about either them or someone they love who as in the middle of the night without realizing it, peed somewhere where you're not supposed to pee. Yeah, like in a shoe rack. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone. Forever. Bryce, yesterday on the show, we were talking about um, sleepwalking, sleep talking. Some of the stories were quite spectacular. Uh, there were so many of them, we had to throw a bunch of them away and keep them for today. This one, I think, uh, this one actually came in this morning. Uh, it's a, This is from Alicia. I have to chime in on the sleepwalking, sleep-talking topic. My husband is a shift worker. On the occasion where he's on nights, my daughter will sleep with me. So this one night, she's asleep. I crawl into bed with her around midnight. I lean over, turn off the lights, get myself all comfy. I'm about to shut my eyes when my daughter, who is dead asleep latches onto me, buries her head in my back, and softly says, Mommy, can you protect me from the man downstairs? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, WTF? Oh, I no. look at her to ask questions. She's out cold, rolled back over at this point, and not another word out of her. Needless to say, I was frozen in my spot, unable to move with the covers pulled up over our heads. I didn't sleep a wink that night. There was no man downstairs, but to this day, I'm so curious as to where that came from. Oh, my God. Oh. Unless there was a man downstairs in the basement. Mommy. <laughs> Why are kids waking up in the middle of the night just saying random things? That's horrifying. They never say anything that will calm your nerves. 
No. No, and I can say, like, from experience, I can say kids are adorable. They're amazing. They inspire you. They entertain you. But, you know, can we all admit that they can be creepy as hell, too? Man, just dead asleep saying something like that. That is a nightmare. <laughs> you want your kid, if they're going to talk in their sleep, they want you to say something reassuring and calming, like, uh, I wouldn't worry about that mole. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. It's benign. Not... <laughs> See, protect me from the man downstairs. Yeah. Oof. Uh, somebody else says, I eat in my sleep. Very dangerous for someone with food restric restrictions and allergies. I wake up to a messy kitchen. Terrible way to learn about allergies when you go into anaphylactic shock in your sleep. I have to lock myself in my room at night. Really? Ooh. Is it? I don't think I could make it down the hallway and down the stairs and to my fridge without waking up and going, what am I doing? It's I know. two in the morning. I don't need a sandwich. I can't wrap my brain around the sleepwalking thing. It's never happened to me. It must be so confusing. Like, what if you were to wake up in the middle of it and you're making a pie? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> How'd this happen? Uh, one more. Good morning, guys. On the topic of talking to yourself in your sleep, every so often my boyfriend will talk in his sleep. Most of the time it's just angry mumbling. Tuesday night, though, he really freaked me out. He woke me up and yelled, Oh my God, he's dead. He's dead. Dana. <laughs> What's the rest of that story, Dana? Jeez, what was he dreaming about? You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Sleepwalking, sleep talking. Why is this so entertaining to me when I read these come in? I can't believe the number of people that, like, it seems like everybody talks in their sleep. The number of texts is crazy. Uh, this is from Dan. I have two stories about myself from my wife. Apparently one night I just started laughing maniacally in my sleep. Well, that's horrifying. Uh, his second story, I farted in my sleep, chuckled a bit, and then said, noise, like Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Noise. -Nine. <laughs> <laughs> noise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from Mel. I'm a big sleep talker. My, my husband has many hilarious tales. One night, I had this big smile on my face and was pointing and kept saying, You look good in those jean shorts, jean shorts, jean shorts. I apparently laughed and went back to snoring. The next morning, he asked me who was in the jean shorts. I had no idea what he was talking about. Must have been a good dream, though. Ah, oh, man. Just once, Bryce Kelly. Just once. Don't you wish somebody would say to you, damn, you look good in those jean shorts. Yeah, I was just thinking that. It's a very hard thing to pull off, so I compliment whoever in her dream was yeah. getting that kind of reaction, because I know I never have. Neither have I. It's the Gar Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. The most simple ones I find just so creepy, like this one. My boyfriend is a sleep noise machine. The worst one was when he sat straight up in bed and said, who is that? When looking at the open doors of our bedroom closet, oh, the room was pitch black. It was horrifying. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you've drawn somebody else into your nightmare. <laughs> I like uh, this one. It said, uh, on a trip with my dad, he let me know I was talking in my sleep and I was speaking German. The only language I know is English. Ooh, were you speaking real German or were you just saying stroganoff? You know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a German word or not. Autobahn. Leader. Leader Hosen Autobahn. Uh, my husband is a regular sleep talker. A few weeks back, he rolled over from a dead sleep, stared at me and asked, are you a frog? 
before rolling back over like nothing happened. Another time he got angry in his sleep, grumbled some obscenities, grabbed his pillow and dramatically threw it on the floor before proceeding to curl up on the floor with the dog for several minutes <laughs> before crawling back into bed. Never any memory of what happened when I asked him. Mm. Oh, that's a weird one. Yeah. I don't know. Several people say that they have the capability. We were talking about sleepwalking, and that used to be something. I would do that as a kid, but we're hearing from adults who say they still sleepwalk, and to the point that they'll go make something to eat and then get up in the morning and there'll be a mess in the kitchen, and they'll have no recollection of that. That's Are so you sure strange. somebody's not breaking into your home and making a sandwich? Who made this craft dinner? <laughs> I can't imagine... I would probably stand up and make it as far as my bedroom door before I would go, oh, this is nuts. I'm sleepwalking. <laughs> the human brain is a terrifying thing. It really is. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This, uh, not a sleepwalking story, but my boyfriend sleeps in his bed with one leg up as if he were sitting. What? <laughs> <laughs> He holds his leg in the... Wow, so every night is leg day when he goes to bed, I guess. Just wakes up exhausted. That would be hard to do, to hold your leg up all night while you're sleeping. Oh, yeah. You sleep weird. (laughs) Uh, Hey, guys, back when my wife and I were first dating, I woke up suddenly to her pounding the crap out of my chest with all her might. Naturally, I defended myself whilst being violently attacked in the dark, She got an elbow to the side of her head. Once we were both awake enough to come to our senses, she sat back and breathed a sigh of relief and said, Oh my God, I had a dream that you had a heart attack, and when I woke up, it looked like you were dead, Corey. Ooh, that's Uh, what you want to hear. Yeah. You look like you're dead when you sleep. And does anyone believe you when when you tell them you got a black eye in your sleep? Uh, man, oh man. I don't even know where to go with this. My husband and I were in our trailer at the lake. He got up and I heard him bump into a garbage can where we keep using uh, for bottles. Next thing I hear uh, sounded like rain, but it was him peeing into the bottle bin. He finishes, comes back to bed, completely asleep for the entire thing. Oh boy. How much camping juice had he had? (laughs) How much campfire juice? Oh, yes. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Wow. Uh, Somebody said, I had a cousin sleepwalk into the kitchen, fill both sinks with soap and water, then grab the Nintendo controllers. She threw them (laughs) into the sink. When I walked into the kitchen, she was scrubbing the now soaked controllers with a scrub brush. In a groggy sleep voice, she said she was cleaning them so Mario could get his super back. Wow. What is wrong with the human brain? It is mind-boggling how weird people act in their sleep. And how do you put your hands in water when you're sleepwalking without peeing yourself? Everybody knows that's what happens. Oh, I didn't even think of that. There was another one where someone said they, they had a stint of sleep eating. I would wake up in the morning and have discovered I'd made a feast of food. It would be on the counter, counter half-eaten. I would cook steaks and bacon and all the fixings with eggs, potatoes, Brussels sprouts, diced onions, and grated what? cheese. You'd be up for hours <laughs> and not remember that? How do you not remember that? That's insane. My son talks in his sleep. One night when I went to check on him before going to bed, he sat up and said, Funny farts, funny power. Then shot his hand up in the air and shouted, Yeah! Then flopped it back down and went to sleep, Serena. (laughs) 
funny farts, funny, funny power. power. Yeah. Wow. Don't you have that neck tattoo? I will now. I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh, one of my neck tattoos uh, taken off, and I'm gonna put uh-huh. funny farts, funny power, funny power. right across that's, my Adam's apple. That's good. Yeah, do that. That's smart. That'll be good in job interviews in the future. Yeah, because it'll show interviewers that you really have your personal thing together. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. We were talking a few minutes ago. Bryce has noticed this. I've noticed this. Apparently, you've noticed this too. Uh, emergency vehicles not not going quite as fast as they used to when they have the lights and sirens on. I followed a fire truck this morning. Um, this was Parsons Road, and it probably was around four o'clock this morning. And there's nobody around. The fire truck pulls out in front of me. I followed him all the way up Parsons Road, and at one point, I'm like, "Am I supposed to pass this guy?" Because it's like we were doing the same speed. And we asked the question, is there a new rule in place that says you can't speed? And it's split down the middle. <laughs> it's very weird. It was, I was so confused because when it happened to yeah. me, it was an ambulance behind me. But it was far enough away that I was still continuing about my business. But I was approaching an intersection where I had to turn left. And I'm like, how do I handle this? Because this guy is coming up very slow. Yeah. Um, but so far, I've heard from a bunch of different people who all work in that industry, either EMS uh, fire department, and they're split down the middle. Some say, oh, no, we can only go 10% above the posted speed limit, and others are like, no, we can go as fast as we want. Maybe it's different in different jurisdictions. I don't know how this works. Um, hey, we can exceed the speed limit, but safety first. We get an update on the way to the call. It may not be as time-sensitive. Ah, okay, so that's sort of what I was saying a few minutes ago. Maybe they've been summoned to the scene, but it's like, eh, don't be in too much of a hurry to get here. No rush. People are going to start arriving around 7, but if you want to get here like 7.30 or 8, that's fine. Um, (laughs) I would hate to be in the back of an ambulance and realize that they deemed it wasn't important enough to go above the speed limit. Yeah. I'd be like, I'll pay your ticket. Please, just get me there. Hurry. Um, But that would be the best part of that job, right? I think that when you are a first responder, police, fire, ambulance, the best part of your job is the part where you're roaring through the city with the lights and the sirens going and people are getting out of your way. Like, that's where your day peaks, I think. Oh, yeah, there's nothing more impressive than seeing an emergency vehicle fly down the road. Everyone just goes, oh, my God, I wonder what's happening. I wish I was with them. They have cool outfits on. You must have Um, to do some kind of special driver training, too, because to drive a fire truck blazing through, like, rush hour traffic like that, that would be a little stressful. Yeah, you got to take your right turns wide. This, I'm not saying that fire trucks should be going 130 kilometers an hour in the city. <laughs> I'm not saying that because somebody's like, our trucks are maxed out at 110 kilo. That would be insane. That would be frighteningly fast in the city. Nobody wants you going 110 kilometers an hour. I just simply wanted to know whether there was a new rule in place that said you're not allowed to speed because it looks that way to me. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, somebody texted and said, I've been in the back. Oh, this is from Fleur uh, in Nova Scotia. I've been in the back of an ambulance with lights and sirens, and they weren't going very fast. I yelled at them, go faster. It was incredibly frustrating. Uh, this right there is exactly what we have in mind for a brand new feature on this show called, Hey, what you doing in that ambulance? Maybe we should start that. Just tell stories of the one time you were in the back of an ambulance. Yeah. 
I'm sure some of them will be gruesome. I've never had the pleasure of being in the back of an ambulance. No, neither have I. That would be... Like, when you are in the back of the ambulance, though, and, like, you are the paramedic or the attendant or whoever rides in the back of the ambulance, when you're going around corners, there must be stuff flying everywhere. I just think, too, like, they're trying to... They're doing medical work on you to make sure you don't die. And, like, have you ever stood on a bus before... Every mm-hmm. little turn they make of the wheel, you're swaying back and forth. So it must be pretty hard to uh, keep yeah. things on the tracks in there. Have you ever had to have a ever tried to have a drink out of your juice box when you're on a bumpy road? I'm now imagine trying to do that in the back of an ambulance, but you're trying to save somebody's life. Trying to place an IV. I wonder if paramedic training they uh, put you in. Um, I don't know, a simulator where it's just it's sort of like a what do you call the bucking bronco that you go into a bar and you ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe they set up a gurney on top of one of those things, and you have to perform some sort of medical procedure. You're performing CPR on the top of that bull? Maybe that's how you pass the test. I don't know. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.